0: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why Tyre Power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91 Nathan Hearn won last year's series. Hold position earlier today. And a green flag to check checkered flag win to Nathan Hearn. As it speeds through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town
1: the defending champion, the Valvoline GRM driver goes 2 for
0: 2, Nathan Hearn He's going the distance He's going for speed Nathan Hearn what a weekend and he is back in series contention in a big way
1: Oh, yes, it was a mega drive by Nathan Hearn, and here's our feature interview. Please mark him welcome back to the driver's seat from Team Valvoline GRM. Nathan Hearn, welcome back to the program. Uh, yeah, thanks for
2: having me, guys. I'm a buddy solid intro there I'm I'm hyped (laughs) up now ready to go so
0: that's good stuff Mate that's what we we only do it for our special guests every week Uh, so this is your second time I think on the show so you definitely deserved it because quite frankly over the weekend um, you absolutely brained them no one saw which way you went over the weekend so congrats mate that was a huge effort yeah no
2: cheers Matty yeah a lot going in behind the scenes to I guess make those type of weekends happen and uh yeah, I'd be lying if I said it was, you know, all me. A lot of the work came from Frenchie and, and Tommy back in the workshop and, yeah, we've really come a long way with these cars. We we scratch our heads together and learn a lot and, um, yeah, definitely was on show on the weekend. We had a, we had a grass weekend and, uh, yeah, you don't get those weekends very often in motorsport, so you really got to take them, take them when they come.
1: Well, Nathan, no, uh, no, so just quickly. Sorry, Maddie. Um uh, right? You talk about you know you don't get these weekends too much because when you're at Sydney Motorsport Park now, that by your high standards, that wasn't exactly the greatest uh, bit of fun that you had at a racetrack. And obviously, at that much time in between the two rounds, like what was going through the mind? Were you thinking, "Oh, geez, um, <laughs> you know, people, everyone else is lifted." Like, there's a real mental game. And when you got that much time to sort of just stew and think for yourself, how did you go into QR and what was your attitude like?
2: Yeah, look I, I, I think I developed a bit of a phobia for belts. My pants were hanging down the top of bloody knee for, for a couple of weeks after Sydney. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, it was a it, it was yeah, a very long six weeks. Um, a lot of nights I was actually sitting up late in late in late in bed and uh, and yeah, just, just panicking really. Um, we sort of Oh, well, I've always been very skeptical of, of mechanical failures, you know, when, when me and Dad ran a car itself back in 2019, a lot of people don't actually know but we lost the championship because of mechanical failures. I think we mm. had something stupid like five DNS from mechanical um, in, the, in the TA2 series in the first year, and, and Aaron Seaton had zero, which which gave him the championship pretty much, and yeah, you know, I've always been very skeptical of that, and uh, You know, the six weeks in between the event, I was working the workshop on the car and every single bolt I was doing up, I was, you know, trying not to overtalk and trying not to, you know, leave it loose and and just, yeah, very sceptical. But, yeah, we got to the track. Once you get to the track, I know it's all in Tommy's hands and and everything's mechanically sound in the car. And uh, all I got to do is rock up your suit and helmet, look pretty and and steer the thing. And, uh, yeah, so when you get to the track, everything's all good. But uh, all the work in between is, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of stress. I think I'm going to be going great very soon.
0: <laughs> and mate, oh, I don't think you are. I've seen your father. He's, uh, he's still got the red mullet flowing at, at his age. So I think, don't think you'd be going grey anytime <laughs> and soon. At
1: least you boys have hair.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's not be a hater on the redhead. Nimsy's very jealous of any redhead going around. Um, Nathan, it's been an interesting journey for you because we've seen you, as you mentioned, in TA2 and now if off into Trans Am. You were champion last year. Um, I, I think there's a fair old chance you're going to be champion again this year. Um, you tested, um, A very unexpectedly with premier racing on Monday at Queensland Raceway. Are we going to see you, regardless of whether you win or lose this year's championship? Are we? Are we hoping to see you in in uh, supercars next year in Super Two, or or what's the plan for Nathan
2: Hearn moving forward? Uh, there's no real plan, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, I'm, I'm very much uh, following Gary Barry's. Awake, I guess that they, they sort of dragged me on, and then I'm just hanging off the dear life behind them, and um, <laughs> they've been very, very good for me. Uh, and you know, I, I've I've never had a manager, I've never really had a big budget to to push myself through the the ranks, I guess, and and get straight to the top. Um, so Dad got me to a certain point where I got in front of these these guys like Gary and Barry, and and was a you know I had enough opportunity to sort of get my foot in the door and, and pry it open, and I managed to get that door open and and they've really helped me along um, a long way. Uh, for me now, you know, yes, I had that premier test day. Um, hopefully the door is open for supercars. As, as far as I know, I don't think there's going to be any more, um, best way to put it, would probably be, I, I, I don't think there's going to be any more hassles trying to get a super license for me. Uh, wood. Um So we'll see. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. And, um, yeah, I, I for so me, I really got to do a good job to Sandown down and, and for Bathurst, and then and see how I go with the, uh, the S5000 Tasman Series. So I've still got a lot of unfinished business with the S5000, mm-hmm. and um, you know, every morning I look in the mirror and I think about that S5000, and it's a it's a one one car I still haven't got my head around. And I've always prided myself on being able to get my, my head around some some pretty ridiculous race cars, but the S5000, yeah, I'm I'm still. Still not done with that thing yet, and um, I really do want to get a couple of wins on my belt before I before I hang up that helmet.
0: So tell me about, I was going because I was going to talk about the S5000. I mean, they're, they're, um, basically, a, I think a five litre supercar engine in a, in a wings and slicks formula. The reality is, Nathan, we've been, and I'd be disingenuous if I didn't say this. We've been not a fan of, of the category now. It's been a couple of years. There's not too many in the, there's not too many running around. Yeah. Um, it, it yeah. seems to get really good positions on, on high profile events. And we sort of. We haven't both, hated it. It's just like the, no, like, it, 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 they can be better. They're unreal shown, things, yeah. but but I just don't see where they're going to fit into the future. Tell me about them as a race car, though. Um, you're right, you pride yourself on being able to basically drive the wheels off anything, but there has been some struggles there with the S5000. What is it about that car that that is tripping you up just a little bit?
2: Oh, I think a big thing for me, um, without getting into it too much, is, you know, uh, a lot of guys who done all the research and development on the cars drive a lot different to how I drive, and um, right. I just haven't been ma- able to get my head around it. You know, I've had Jimmy Goa as my teammate, who's done a lot of the R&D on the car. Um, he, I, I, I can't get my head around how he likes a car. All of our cars always go to the track the same way. Um, he likes to have a car that has, you know, a little bit of push on the entry, and snaps mm. in oversteer, and then all of a sudden has understeer on the exit again, and then snaps into bloody wheel spin, and Wow. It's, it's a very, very hard that's car busy. to drive. But that's yeah, the way that's he busy. likes it. That's the way he makes pace. Um for for me, you know, I'd like a car that's a bit more placid, I guess. It's it's more predictable and can sort of sit on the outside rear tie a bit more and um and yeah. But for the S five thousand the baseline car is probably one of the the best cars for smiles per mile. It's the only car I can really think of that you know <laughs> puts the biggest smile on the dial for me would be a sprint car. Um, yeah. and yeah, they're just a real Real race car. And, and, and yes, you know, we don't have very many cars in the country and everyone always gets at me for that and, and says, you know, the racing's boring because there's only nine cars. At the end of the day, you've got nine of the best drivers in, in these cars and, and the field isn't separated by much. And as the old saying goes, you only need two cars to put on a good race. And, you know, sometimes, you know, like Joe Morrison in the Grand Prix, he had the wood over everyone. Um, sometimes you just get the cars put in now and on rails. You know, at Sydney, I, I did, um Sydney Race 3, I actually... Finally, you know, got a really good setup in the car and and real fast, and we managed to pull a 10-second lead on the rest of the field, which is pretty ridiculous, but um, yeah, that obviously didn't work out for me in the end, but um, different story. (laughs) Um, But yeah, look, they're just the car where everyone's sort of hanging on to dear life and we're all trying to, I guess, do the best job we can in it, Um, but then all of a sudden, one person just absolutely nails it, and then straight the front. And um, it's always got a different winner, and it's always unpredictable. It's, uh, It's a very good series in that regard, and And yes, from outside looking in, and a a spectator, I guess it's probably not the most entertaining race series. You know, in Australia, I think we're really spoilt with the amount of entertainment we get in racing. Um, You know, it's no no secret that our racing series is probably some of the most popular around the world Mm. Um, because you know we get into each other, we door bang, we overtake all the time. The S five thousand, I reckon, if we had more in depth coverage of the cars and of the driving and the drivers behind the wheel and you got to see more of the work that goes into driving these cars. I think that a lot of people will be watching a lot more. It's um, on the outside looking in. It doesn't look, you know, that well from, from the driver's seat. When I rewatch really the t- coverage, it doesn't look as hard as what it does when you're in the, mm. in the driver's seat. You know, when you get out of the S5000, you think, "Jesus Christ, I survived." When you get out of another <laughs> race car, you think, oh, "I could have done a better job here, a better job there." So it's a,
1: it's a different breed. Oh, don't worry about driving to survive, mate. We we chatted to Alex Davison after the first time uh, he jumped in one of <laughs> those S five thousand. So we very much yeah. believe that. And uh, and you talk about like you know the the caliber of drivers. You, let's not forget too. There was two years that were completely interrupted. So twenty nineteen, you debut of these cars. You got guys like Zane Goddard um, putting their hands up to driving it. Jimmy Golding, like you mentioned, your teammate uh, Thomas Randall, uh, getting amongst it. And there were all these people that were putting their hands up to drive them. Then you got two years where they're just completely parked up and then you got to sort of get back into into the swing of things. So it, it really is a, a bit of an uphill battle for uh, S5000, but I'm glad to sort of say that you've got such a positive outlook towards it.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, at the end of the day, it's, it's, for me, it's one of the best categories in the country, you know. It, it, is, a, it, comes, it is a category that um, it, it sort of promotes, you know, the best driver and the best team of the day, and, and it's a whole package thing, you know. You, you get so, I, I mean... Without taking any credit away from from myself and all the boys, to GRM with the Trans Am, we've got that thing on rails, and it's honestly it's, it's in its happy spot. The f five thousand. I don't think it owns a happy spot. You know, you might fluke it for one race and just be absolutely dominant, no one can touch it. But the next race, track changes a little bit, the wind changes, and you pee nowhere again. <laughs> um, it's just such a it's such a, a complex car to get right, I guess. And it's um, everyone's still struggling with it. Everyone's fighting with it. And, and you know, the Trans Am. We wheel it out of the truck. It's fast. That's good. We hold that set up for the whole weekend, and uh, everything's all, all happy as Larry. But um, the S5000, you never know what you're going to get. You can either have the fastest race car out there, or, or something that's worthy of, you know, P6, P7. So, yeah, it, it's it's when, when you delve into it. On the surface, yes, I don't understand where everyone's coming from. It's not very entertaining. But yeah, when, when you delve into it a bit deeper and understand the cards, um, yeah, it, it's 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 honestly it's incredible that we have a series like that. Mm. you know, even in the world, world of motorsport. I think, you know, a lot of motorsport categories are pretty predictable who's going to win. Um, but, yeah, it's 5,000, I think, is one of those that isn't. Yeah.
0: Nath, I want to... Um, I've got to be... Nathan and I have raced together. Um, Nimsy, obviously, we've done mm-hmm. the last three years. Normally, he's way up the front and I'm way down the back or in the fence. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm, I, I'm mindful about what I talk about here with Nathan. And I want you and I to just park our friendship for just a moment because in the last 24, 48 hours, um, there has been reporting and there is photographic, um, not evidence, but there's photographs online. There's conjecture. Um, show, there's conjecture about something that was going on with the three GRM cars at Queensland Raceway. Now, I've had lots of conversations with people this afternoon about it and for, to paint the picture for the people at home, what's happening by the look of the photos is the rear roof roof part of um the grm cars right down the rear window seems to be buckling down at pace on your transam cars now um i mind i i i it 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 doesn't look great, put it that way, when um, when you look at the cars, that it was your team and only the three cars within your team on this particular weekend that it's happening with, and those three cars, your three cars were up the front, um, it it's not a good look, I don't think, for Trans Am. So I want you to explain to everyone listening what was going on with those rear windows, um, and so that we have a better understanding moving forward of, of why that happened and how it can be prevented moving forward.
1: Yeah,
2: well, basically, you know, Trans Am's still a new category, and um, we had a you know, uh, Lockie Dalton's car was formerly Owen Kelly's car, which was probably one of the first, I think mean, it was part of the first dozen cars in the country.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that thing actually had a, I don't know what it had. I don't know if it had a shunt or something like that, but it actually broke one of the struts in the roof, um, which sucked the roof down. And we mm-hmm. noticed that in onboard footage, we thought, geez, one of yeah, what's going on there. Um, so that was that car. Uh, that happened at Simmons Plains. Um, after Simmons planes, we, you know, went on top of the car and, and we'll push it on it, we'll clean on it. And then we were cleaning the car, the roof sucked in. We thought, oh, here we go, there's something there. We looked inside the car, we saw that the roof strut was broken. We went to our cars. The roof strut is literally just a, yeah, small little bolt. And, um, yeah, the roof is flimsy, as flimsy, as flimsy. At the end of the day, there's no rules broken at all. Um, from GRM's perspective, uh, it, it is what it is. Yes, you know, it doesn't look good. Um, we have done it since Phillip Island, um, and it's never been a problem. It's been brought up in the category before. Technical delegates have now had a problem with it. Um, yeah, I think John just sort of, who, who posted and brought it all to light, he had a bit of a rough weekend. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the way he went about it. At the end of the day, if you have a problem with another competitor's car, go to the technical delegates, go to the category managers, talk to them about it. Get them to investigate it. Uh, we don't need all this crap on social media, you know, mm. putting the uh, asterisks on top of the, you know, the front, the two cars fighting for the championship, really. Um, but on the same token as well, I d- I do see where everyone's coming from with it. Um, mm. At the end of the day, it's Trans Am, not NASCAR. It's not like we're racing around Daytona. Granted, it may give us maybe half a collar an hour down straight at, at maximum, to be honest. And and. With rear arrow, you know, honestly don't know if it even helps or if it doesn't. It's sort of something we have done to sort of mess with the other competitors' heads and um, just a bit of a, a show to say, you know, we're, we're sort of we're looking at everything on these cars. And um, yeah, you know, we, we, yeah, it is what it is. So I think I think so, so for, for people the, to
0: the understand way that the, a lot of the. Yeah for, for 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 people to understand when that when that sucking down of the roof happens the theory behind it is and correct me if I'm wrong Nathan that the the it gives a greater volume of air over the rear wing which means that you don't need to have such an aggressive downward angle on the rear wing which then in turn gives you as you say maybe a little bit more straight line speed while still being able to give you the rear end grip because of the greater volume of air have I got that right
2: um in my, in my
0: driving.
2: Yeah, so that's yeah. that's
0: what that's that's what I've I've spoken to a number of people today and that's the that is the perceived theory. Now we know in NASCAR this happened or one of the teams got got found out for this to be happening and they were actually they were actually thrown out, I think, of the race or had championship points or something like that. I, I guess, and and I'm not putting you into it, right? But you, you know, you you've got your head up at the moment um, for for GRM. The the problem with this is, I think, Nate, the perception wise, is this is a very tightly controlled category. We've only been around for like four or five years, and so as we develop these cars, we're all going to try and find something new to try and get the little edge. If it, if people weren't pushing the edge, Nate, it wouldn't be motor racing. Let's be true. So. Okay. But I guess yep. that one there now has been seen, and and I, I just, I don't know, I just sort of feel for out of category, which is right on a high at the moment, because supercars are hating us, <laughs> and uh, keep giving us free kicks in the media. To see that kind of thing, I just kind of go, oh, geez, GRM, I'm not sure whether it was intentional yeah. or not intentional, about, it's okay. not a great look.
2: I'm going to show you down there. At the end of the day, that car is 100% legal. Uh, you can yeah. go through with the with rule book and there's nothing yeah, wrong with yeah. it. No, no, at no, I'm not, not saying, it's not, I'm not say saying it's not illegal.
0: I'm not saying it's not illegal, mate. I'm not saying it's not yeah. illegal. I was just saying we yeah. go right up to the edge to try and find advantages. It's. I just don't think it's a great look. That's all, I suppose. And that's my opinion. That's my personal opinion. Yeah,
2: right. and that's fair enough. Your entire film opinion. But from my end, um, at the end of the day, we're, we're here to... The reason we get paid GRM is to produce the fastest race car. Um, and to produce the fastest race car, you go through the rule book and you do whatever you do in the rule book to make the fastest race car. That thing is 100% yeah. legal. At the end of the day, it, you know, it can be brought to attention 100% because that's how you move the category forward. At the mm. end of the day, the category, you know, the rule, the rule book's made from what the category already knows. If someone comes through and finds a loophole and their car is the fastest for the next two rounds because of it, and then the rule mm-hmm. gets changed, that is mm-hmm. what it is. You know, it's multiple. That's the sport we're in. Um, at the end of the day, Tommy was the one who found it. Yeah, he needs a pat on the back for, for finding something you know so, so so small, but you know it's obviously kicked up a bit of a stink and it's played in the, in the in the heads of the other competitors, which is good. You know, it's exactly what we want, and it's brought more attention to the category. Whilst yes, you know it might not be positive light, and and some of some other competitors might be chucking up a stink and saying oh GRM's winning this because they're doing this and they're cheating and blah, blah 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 and and all that hoo-ha. It's uh yeah. At the end of the day, we had enough. On the other competitors that that roof whatever it might have been gained if it, even if it does maybe gain at the end of the day when it does suck in it's not smooth air, it's not smooth surface Air like the smooth surface when a roof's not smooth yeah you don't know we have a wind tunnel tested obviously because we don't have that type of facility but um sure. yeah. at the end of the day the whole speak up about it I think it was a bit rough on how it was all dealt with going to social media is not something I'm a big fan of yeah. um, and I don't think really it should have been dealt with that way um and for them to put an asterisk on the car and say that the reason we are qualified, me and our qualified the rest of the field by six pence in a wet track, um, I might add, um, was because of a roof is absolute crap. And uh, people saying that, you know, the reason why I got the mickey on them is because of the roof is absolute crap. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're here to try and build the fastest race car and that's what we've done. And... Um, yeah, you know, if the rule gets changed for next round, we'll, we'll you know, yep. tighten yep. the wrist strap and that's it. You know, yep. Yep. We'll, we'll be done with it. So, thing is yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, it's the only way for the to move forward is, is to be shown, okay, there's a hole here in the rule book, fix it, and that's what we've done.
1: And the thing is too, Nate, like, unfortunately that's just what the the sort of motorsport landscape is like. I mean, we saw literally at Talon Bend after Zach Best got pole. Like what the story really should have been like, what a tremendous effort to see this wild card yes. absolutely flog the field. And then all of a sudden, literally, before the guy can even get the armor all check, there's a story out going saying, Oh, they've got different tires <laughs> yeah. and if if that was the case too, then well then I'll tell you, if I was Jordan Boys, I'd be going back and checking the guys at Dunlop to see what was on his car. And and, and, we see, and and we see the same thing too with Scott McLaughlin when he had that tremendous run in 2019. Oh, it's the Mustang. So unfortunately, yeah. that's just the new cycle. And you've just, you and GRM just seem to have unfortunately been swept into that cycle because mm. it gets clicks. And let's face it, we talk about it on radio, we talk about it in the media. So it's a bit unfair that, yeah. you know, you as a driver are the spokesperson because we'd love to. Because Barry's already said his bit, but you know, as you're the bloke in the car, we thought we'd <laughs> ask you about it too. So, it, and it, and by no means does it take anything off a tremendous weekend that you had, uh, because Jerome did a fantastic job. And as you said, everything was actually to the book. So anyone out there, that's going out and saying, "Oh, they had an unfair advantage." This da 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 da. Are probably the same blokes that uh, jump on a Scotty Mac's Facebook page and said that he cheated in 2019 doing this and that. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. But let's yeah. let's move. Let's look forward ahead because uh, you've got the season to wrap up at Sandown next month. Now I know you're Queensland boy, but uh, drawing for GRM, this is a home track. But funnily enough. There hasn't been like any Trans Am activity, at least not in this category there. Like, w- do you see that as a bogey track or because it's a track that you know so well that you're going to be fine there? Or what's, what's go, what's the thought process going into Sandown? Because there is a lot on the line. You got a 19 point buffer over your teammate for the title. You want to go back to back. It's a track that you're familiar with, but not in this car. There's a lot of ingredients in this mix before uh, September 16th.
2: Yeah, yeah, there is, but you know, I'm, I'm I'm not too too nervous to be honest. I think QR was actually really relaxed me. QR was always going to be a hard event because there's so many Queensland teams um, who have just been testing, 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 testing. And with GRM and, and Valvoline, you know, whilst yes, it is one of the bigger teams in the category, and yes, we did go up to QR to do a test day, um, we're not the uh, unlimited budget. Um, you know, we we can't get cars to a test day before uh, sand down. but. Um, yeah, look, I'm feeling 100 and confident. We've got the cars in a happy spot. You know, Frenchie and Tom have done a lot of work on these things, and we've got this, this car absolutely singing at the moment. And it's, um, yeah, it's a pleasure to drive, and it's, it's really, really, uh, what, what's the word for it? Uh, forgiving, I guess you could say, <laughs> um, to drive. And, and it doesn't punish me for any mistakes at all. It just sort of, you know, cops everything and, and, and drives well. Um, for Sandown, going to be a different challenge. You know, there's been a few cars that have been there before, nothing that's really been of a a top five spec um, at Sandown. So, yeah, and and the noise restrictions at Sandown obviously means that no one else will be able to test there, which is good. I think it's good for Trans Am to come back to a track where everyone has to start fresh. Um, Here at GRM, we have a really good baseline set up where we can go to any track and and the car seems to work. Um, We've wrapped our brain around what we think will work at Sandown and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident heading into it. Yeah, and then, as you said, you know, I've got to fight my championship but the championship with my teammate. Um, but, you know, as long as nothing goes wrong and there's no outside influences on the on the championship, I think we'll be we'll be, you know, hopefully cruising along pretty safely. It's um it's been a great year though and he is, you know, the a scout driver, don't get me wrong, and he's he's tried to beat me off track a couple of times, but uh luckily <laughs> enough for me I've been big enough and ugly enough and around the game for long enough that uh I haven't fallen for any of those those silly little little mind games. Um, so, yeah, we'll wait and see what t brings.
0: The worst thing, I'll tell you, Nimsy, uh, and we're going to let you go, Nath, but the worst thing that anyone wants to hear in Trans Am land is that Nathan's Trans Am is easy to drive. It's predictable. He knows exactly what it is because when you balance the talent with the car, when you put that combination together, uh, us as drivers hate that. <laughs> we hate it because he's bloody hard to beat.
2: <laughs> no, thanks, buddy <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've only ever seen the back of you, mate Or when you have come through to lap me So I've never actually raced with you I've raced against you But I've never actually raced with you Because I've never been that far up the front <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, mate <well, no>. Thanks <laughs> Uh, Nathan, I know you've been incredibly generous with your time, so we'll let you go pretty quickly, mate. But uh, I did mention, yes, Sandown is the seed finale, but there is another big Mount Panorama-shaped thing that happens in November that also <laughs> will be having uh, Trans Am on the card. I'm talking about the first ever Bathurst International. Uh Is is Gary and Barry, are they raffling off uh, spots uh, in, in the Mustang for anyone to get a, a ride there? Or you put your hand up already? We'll be seeing you around the mountain in November as well.
2: My hand as well, sure
1: surely I'll I'll be there. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. the mountain fun, and I'm, I won't be giving up my seat in a i that much. <laughs> and uh, just quickly, the last time I, you were at the mountain in a tram, car, I think you left with a lot of uh, you had a lot of time at the top, at the very top step. So you did pretty well there, mate. But uh, hey, look, you've been incredibly generous with your time tonight, mate, and you also dodged a couple of straight bullets there as well too from old Maddie Mac So uh, and apologies if we see you on Speed Cafe tomorrow but uh, <laughs> but uh, cheers for jumping on the driver's seat yeah. and go well in sand down and we look forward to seeing you trackside
2: yeah right cheers mate I uh, yeah, look forward to the articles out tomorrow so, no, thank you for
0: everything and, uh, yeah, see you life's busy take this deck there's heaps to do on it like um, polishing off this wine that's tough Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.